Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Founders Gyan. This week we have a great guest on the show. His name is Mr. Project Raut, the founder of Applify, that is APPLYIFI.com, which is a platform that helps early stage startups raise capital of less than rupees 1 crore. I'm very happy to be bringing you this episode because we are featuring an entrepreneur evangelist for the first time on the show. Check out the show notes at www.foundersgyan.com slash EP15 for all the juicy links and details that Prajat talks about on the show. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get the show started. Rajat, welcome to the show. This is the first time we are featuring an entrepreneur evangelist and I'm super excited to get on with the show. But first things first, a quick introduction of our guest. Prajat is a seasoned entrepreneur evangelist who edits Applyify, which is a platform to help early stage startups to get funded. Before Applyify, Prajat has had tons of experience and it's going to take a long time to go through it fully. But a few of his major roles were being a founding member of the Hatch for Startups, co-founder of Orange Cross, Asia Director for TIE, that is the Indus Entrepreneurs and Head of Operations India Angel Network. Personally, it's a great honor to meet somebody like you and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge, wisdom and time with our listeners. Thank you, Project, for agreeing to be on this show. Ram, absolutely my pleasure to be on the, the to be interviewed on this program. Absolutely a delight. So, Project, can you fill in the blanks from the intro about your journey before Applyify? Did I get everything or did I miss some things? No, I think you got everything. So, I've been an entrepreneurship evangelist for a long time. My personal passion is in, in seeing how we can get a lot more people started up, how we can help a lot more startups to start up. My personal mission in life is to be able to assist 100,000 people to be entrepreneurs in my lifetime. And I do spend a lot of time uh, talking to students, college students, engineering college students and business school students and uh, helping them understand entrepreneurship as a potential career option. What I focus on largely is helping them understand how to build a business around the concept or idea that they may, that they may have. Okay, excellent. And uh, you can take me as one of the 100,000. So you're one closer to your goal uh, project. Thank you. Um, okay. So yeah, just let's talk a bit about your personal goal. So your aim was, uh, aim is rather to assist 100,000 people to become entrepreneurs. So I think that's terrific. And can you talk a bit more about this? Uh, what are the kind of help and assistance that you want to provide these people? So I think, you know, uh, the reason why I chose that as a goal, because there are several things that are necessary in building a nation. And I do believe that uh, while, you know, some people focus on healthcare, some people on infrastructure, some people on education and so on and so forth. And while everything is, is important, I think it's also equally important to create job creators in, in the country. Otherwise, we will have a, a big problem on hand. And my focus, therefore, is to see how we can create a lot more job creators within the country. And what I do, therefore, is encourage people to think of entrepreneurship as a possible career option, if not immediately at some point of time in their career. And what I 
uh, encourage them to do is to be better prepared for business as and when an opportunity arises. And therefore, what I do is a, encourage them in terms of uh, thinking about entrepreneurship as a career option. I break down the barriers in their mind in terms of, or I attempt to break down the barriers in their mind about uh, the fears that people usually have about being an entrepreneur and the risks associated with that. I then uh, provide them uh, access to, you know, uh, insights or resources that they may require in terms of uh, thinking about constructing a business. And uh, now with this platform called ApplyFi, where we help uh, companies uh, or startups think through various aspects about uh, business that they will need to think about in, 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 in doing a startup. And then uh, the attempt is to help them provide or help provide them uh, the capital that will be required to get their experiments off the ground. I also run a blog called the Hub for Startups, and which is where I've uh, shared a whole bunch of uh, learnings that I've had in my experiences and as an entrepreneur, as a mentor, and as, a, uh, as somebody who's been participating in the startup ecosystem for a while. Okay, excellent, excellent. So now, can you take us to the origin of Applyify? And how did you, along with your co-founders, get involved in this project? Yeah, so I've been uh, uh, in the startup space for a long time and I've been mentoring companies and helping them uh, prepare themselves for fundraising. And before starting ApplyFi, I used to head the operations of the Indian Angel Network. But anybody who's seen the startup ecosystem in the last two or three years in India would notice that there is a significant increase in the number of people aspiring to be entrepreneurs. And one of the critical stumbling blocks is being uh, is being able to raise early stage capital, especially early stage capital of a very uh, uh, low amount. So typically, uh, most angel groups or angel networks will be able to provide in the range of three crores to six crores. That's the kind of sweet, sweet spot that they have. But I do believe that there are thousands of experiments that can get started off and thousands of uh, concepts can get off the ground if there was availability of capital from the 25 lakhs to a 1 crore, 2 crore kind of range. And that's precisely the point that I think uh, I would like to focus on because that's the gap area. Now, to do that, one needed to do two things. One is uh, uh, the process couldn't be offline. It needed to get online so that we can, we can scale that process up. Uh, so on one side, what we did is we created a very, very comprehensive form, which allows entrepreneurs to, to uh, record all the data points that investors would typically require in making an assessment. Once they fill a form on ApplyFi, it converts itself into a very, very elegant online pitch deck with all the information that investors typically seek from a entrepreneur, from an entrepreneur. And post that, we create a very detailed assessment report and a scorecard of the startup on its investment worthiness. So think of the scorecard pretty much like a GMAT score for startups where uh, potential or, uh, or interested investors would be able to, to look at that and make a uh, judgment in terms of whether they would like to engage more with this. So for investors, this is a, this is a platform for uh, shortlisting curated high potential candidates that we believe are uh, looking for capital. And what I'm attempting to do in ApplyFi is also get a whole new bunch of uh, angel investors into the, uh, into the ecosystem. Uh, 
senior professionals, modestly successful entrepreneurs. These are typically people who will be able to to uh, add a lot of value, but uh, may not necessarily have access currently to the startup ecosystem. And and that's what we uh, that's what we help them do. Okay, uh, excellent. Um, now, for our uh, budding founders out there, can you tell us what you look for in an idea and uh, any tips uh, on that regard? Yeah, so typically, you know, it, and, and I'm looking at it purely from an investor's uh, perspective. From an investor's perspective, an idea is a good starting point. A good idea is a good starting point. But it is not a sufficient condition for success of a business. I think what founders need to understand foremost is that investors do not invest in an idea. What they invest in is the the strength of the business behind that idea. And therefore, our evaluation and any in investor's evaluation is typically in terms of saying, is this idea likely to, to have a large market? If there is a large market, is this team qualified and competent and committed enough to make that uh, make that happen? And do they have the necessary ingredients in terms of people, processes, technology, learnings, etc., etc., that would be required to make this uh, product into a strong business? Okay, okay. So that, that kind of goes to the MVP, right? So what would you look for in terms of an execution of an MVP? Or let's say I have an MVP or, or somebody has an MVP. At that point of time, what will excite you and other investors to invest in? So let's talk, let's look at it. Let's talk from a point of view of a pilot and a pilot may have a, an MVP or may not have an MVP. The objective of any pilot is to prove the assumptions that you have underlying that idea or the concept that you have, uh, whether it is whether the value proposition is meaningful to uh, uh, to the customers, whether this product works, whether this, you know, the price point is right, whether the value proposition is right, whether the communication UI, UX, a whole bunch of things need to be tested because you are making several assumptions and saying, oh, if I do this, people will buy. Now, those various things that you do and whether people buy, etc., is to be tested. In some cases, you will need to, you you may be able to test some of your hypothesis and assumptions on the basis of just a concept paper or conversations with people. And in some cases, you will need a product to be put out in that marketplace. Now, the concept of an MVP is that it should you should invest enough just enough time and money into building a minimum viable product that will allow you to test some of the assumptions that you have on the market. So it may not be the most technologically uh, sophisticated product. It may not have a you know sophisticated, robust backend that automates most of the processes. But as long as it has enough features or enough uh, 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 things in it, for a consumer to, to ex or consumer or customer to experience the product and give you some feedback, that's uh, what should be important. So while a, the product itself is important in a in an MVP, uh, what is also important is for the founders to clearly define what are the data points that they are going to test and assess in this stage of the venture, and making sure that those learnings are are in place. One of the biggest mistakes that we have seen around people do in doing that MVP is that they test just the product and say, oh, we tested this product and lots of people downloaded and lots of people used it. 
Now, while that was great news, but uh, in addition to that, there may be several other uh, data points that uh, that that could come in, in terms of, for example, the uh, uh, you know what was the process of acquiring a customer, what kind of customer is using this product a lot more, uh, are your assumptions on when this product will get used, are are they getting validated, how much will they use, will that is that getting back, so all the data points that would necessarily help you build a scalable model later on. Those need to be identified. Some assumptions need to be made, and those assumptions need to be tested along with the product. Okay, excellent. So, so let me just uh, touch a little bit more on this. Now, the data points that are collected, and these need to be presented to the investor. Uh, does your platform kind of uh, allows uh, potential entrepreneurs to uh, put in these data points into your platform so that? it feeds into the scorecard or oh, absolutely absolutely so the, you know the the more uh, the, the validated uh, uh, assumptions that you have the stronger your chances of getting investor interest because that much risk has been taken off because that risk has been you know sort of proven out in that market and you have to so if i had just a pure concept saying that look i'm going to do this and these many customers will buy now i may i may say hey that sounds like a good idea but uh, obviously the the risks are many whether a this person will be able to build the product secondly whether you know uh, the value proposition actually is for as meaningful so once you build the product for example that one risk is off of me assuming that i am you know that you will be able to build that product so the product is built then when you go to that next level when you have customers using it buying it paying for it or or, or doing whatever else that you thought would, the customers would do with it that risk goes goes off the table. So there are several risks uh, that are involved in a life stage of a of a of a venture, and that the role of an entrepreneur is to, as you progress through that journey, to take as many risks off the table as 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 you possibly can. And at the first stage is when you do your MVP and your pilot projects, and you take some of the assumptions that you have uh, taken and prove them out. And as you prove them out, those become interesting data points for the investor to feel a little more confident uh, about uh, considering an investment to your thing. And therefore, yes, the short answer to your your, your question is yes. Our platform uh, allows people, or not allows, it requires people to uh, to put in some information about the uh, data points and the validations that they would have got in their journey so far. Okay, and uh, based on uh, the answer to this, so if there is one takeaway at at this point, uh, it would be like uh, to me, it, it it looks like the one major takeaway at this point uh, in our conversation would be minimize the risks. Uh, an investor is investing money, so the less risky a project is, uh, the more uh, you are likely to get invested. Is that uh, is that a fair summation? I mean, a yes and a no, and it's, it's it's a way you frame it. So it's not that investors are looking for risk-free ventures. What they're looking for is that the basic uh, 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 things that are, you know, the, the the basic assumptions. As the better they are validated, the stronger the chances of success of that venture, and the lesser the chances of you know failures on things that could have been obvious uh, things that could have been tested. So the concept of an MVP or a pilot is to do smaller experiments. At lower cost, at lower scale, 
because you will you know when you try five things two of them would work three of them would not work and that's the nature of the game nobody is looking for everything that would work so what you what investor is interested in is saying that after the pilot phase what these guys have been able to identify are eight things that uh, did not work three things that worked and now they've got a plan around these three things to make it you know take it from this level to another often in the mvp you would get feedback from customers saying that you know this is not right that is not right this could have been better that could have been better or sometimes you will realize that the price points don't work sometimes you realize that the access to customers etc is a uh, is an issue i'll i'll give you an i'll give you a example uh, would that would that help ram Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, definitely. You know, so uh, let's take, say, for example, as a startup that is trying to sell uh, ERP solutions to schools. Now, uh, we, when they take the ERP solution and say, "Hey, look, we've got a great product. We'd like, you know, some schools to use it." It's not just about the product that they will need to test, but they will need to see in terms of so test in terms of what is the sales process. who's the person who's buying is it the principal uh, who's you know making the, uh, uh, judging the product would they involve teachers would they involve the administrators once that is done who's the person who's deciding on the purchase is it the chairman of the school is it the is it a you know is it a committee is it a centralized decision if it's a uh, if it's a group of schools or is it a, a chain of schools or is a, or is it a you know a unit level decision now all of these things would at some stage need to be tested but also what you need to realize and i'm using this specific example because this is one you know sort of stumbling block that we've seen later is when the founders are going to a school to pitch to a principal the guard of the school would welcome them you know take you know uh, uh, say good morning and you know put them in front of the you know the right people there but the same product when it is taken by say a sales person who's got off a motorcycle is taking the helmet off is you know moved around in the in the hot sun and when he approaches the guard the guard just stops him at the gate saying that sales people are not allowed except on say a friday 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock now that entire assumption of saying that we will be able to meet 20 schools in a week could fall flat if you don't understand the dynamics of selling to schools which is saying that many schools may have one window once in a week to be able to sell to school you may assume that you know in a in a day we might be able to meet four schools and therefore in a week we might be able to meet 20 of which maybe two will call you for a pitch and of which maybe one will one will so the assumptions are on on many fronts uh, and of course the product uh, itself will need to be tested and once you have experienced some of these things you will be able to go to investors with a little more realistic plan of saying that look we tried this this didn't work so this is what our our way of getting around is our product works we fix some of the issues that the customers reported our sales process is this we've tested that sales process in the market that worked etc we tested the price point and people were comfortable with it we have two kinds of customers chains uh, school chains and we have independent schools this is our process for independent schools this is our process for uh, a chain of schools our focus currently is going to be independent schools because chains will take a long time to convert now that's the kind of when you have that kind of you know sort of thought process that would obviously be on the basis of things that you have done in the market and some of these things could also have been on the basis of conversations with other founders whose companies failed in uh, in attempting to sell to similar customers so that's that's the level of preparedness that early stage investors look for 
in addition to having a good product okay excellent excellent i think there are some real gold nuggets in there for our listeners uh, so this is this is great info now let's talk a bit about uh, personal time so now we all hear about founders sacrificing family time to make their ventures a success now what advice would you give to entrepreneurs as a mentor and maybe even from your own example because you are an entrepreneur yourself so how do you balance family and business life when you get into a entrepreneurial mode you know it, it, it it's hard the first phase of your journey of any entrepreneurial thing is going to be the toughest one because it's fraught with uh, uncertainties it's unpredictable uh, things that you had planned will uh, will not go out the way you had planned but that's part for the course i mean that's the way uh, uh, that's the nature of the game and i think uh, founders have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that this is the way uh, life is going to be for at least the initial phase till till things smoothen out till they till they will have the uh, uh, capital available to build build larger teams and you know sort of have more people uh, take on some of the responsibilities that they are currently doing and therefore one of the things that i recommend to startups is that they have to be they have to prepare their ecosystem for for this as well which means their families and so on and so forth also have to be you know bought on board and have to be explained what life is going to be uh, in terms of uh, financial stress in terms of time stress and so on and so forth and it's extremely important to be able to uh, uh, have that balance into place different people will have different ways in which you know they will they will rely on on, on their family support or their friends and family support but i think it's important to be able to recognize that life is going to be different in the early phases than it was in say a professional life a student life or even in a successful startup environment okay excellent now what is the best advice somebody has given you or alternatively best advice you have heard i i think you know the, i i don't think there's anything called best advice every advice that is you know all of these small small pieces of advice that you get often uh help build the uh, entire learning pool that you will uh, you will have but uh, you know overall i i think I, in the context of entrepreneurship and and startups i mean the fact that you have to build a business and not a product a product is just a starting point is uh, i think a, a a good lesson for a lot of entrepreneurs to keep in mind i also keep on giving people you know uh, young entrepreneurs as example my daughter is 12 years old she makes better pizza than most of these pizza huts and dominos and, and and stuff but that doesn't mean that because she makes a better product than them that she will be able to build a better pizza chain than 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 uh, a dominos or a pizza hut because the business of pizza hut and dominos is not about about the pizza but it is about because pizza is just the product it is about supply chain logistics facilities management people management brand management and so on and so forth and all that uh, procurement and other things that is that is involved and unless entrepreneurs recognize the dynamics of what it takes to build a business around that area whatever they are that they are getting in it will be tough to succeed as a business even if the product turns out to be extremely nice that's the only one uh, uh, you know sort of learning that i would want to leave with uh, founders to talk about excellent excellent uh, these are some real real good tips and uh, inputs but but i i i now that you you triggered my memory I, i'll add one which uh, one of my mentors had given me 
many years ago and i thought it was very useful though i may not have been able to live up to that on all points so he had told me in 5 days of a week work in your business but one day of the week work on your business and i i thought that was a very profound statement which is saying that because in the early stages you would be so engrossed in the day to day challenges and the firefighting that you really don't get time to think about how the journey of that business is like to be and to build that foundation and it's important therefore for founders to carve out some time collectively to be able to think about the you know the journey of the business rather than just uh, what's to be done today and tomorrow to get to day after tomorrow okay excellent excellent advice uh, project now is there a morning or a daily ritual that you follow can you share it with myself and our listeners so again you know i pick up nuggets from different people and this is something that uh, uh, you know i had heard somebody else say and i thought it was excellent piece of advice which he said that every day uh, it will be and this was not necessarily just for entrepreneurs but for people in general and what uh, uh, this person had said every day try to read something new every day try to write something new every day exercise and every day try to if you are an entrepreneur every day try to sell something and when it when 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 he meant sell something it didn't mean just a product but try and convince something about a, somebody else about some concept it could be about say for example your your friends want to go for this movie let them convince them to go for that movie and that entire process of negotiation discussion conversation etc is very useful now in the context of a lot of students who are who are uh, aspiring to be entrepreneurs one of the advice that i give them is that in their college time if they have a chance to volunteer try and volunteer in getting sponsorship for college events because that process of selling to an external entity uh, teaches you a lot about uh, you know ground realities of how sales etc that can happen and whether you are a technical person or whether you are a business person i think the ability to sell a concept is extremely useful and very powerful excellent uh, project uh, this that's that's really brilliant now we talked uh, you talked upon this a little earlier so i just want to touch a bit on this now let's talk about funding based on your experience now two questions when should startups seek capital and what should startups to do in order to seek a small amount of capital say 50 lakhs yeah so startups should seek capital as and when they need it uh, there are enough examples of companies having got funded at the concept stage which is at the powerpoint stage or you know just thoughts around in the in the in the entrepreneur's mind and uh, there are enough of course companies that get funded at at you know slightly progress stages now even at a concept stage it doesn't mean that oh i've got this idea and therefore you know give me money and then i will progress nobody is going to give money on the basis of saying that look i want but as and when you have enough material that can convince somebody that you have the ability to go from the current stage that you are at to a stage that is slightly going to be you know what you would consider progress that is the time you might be able to get capital so for example if it's a concept saying that hey i want to do this and i think there is a large market i've done this research i've you know spoken to customers i've got a couple of people who are willing to you know join me we are we are, we are building our you know website or a product etc on the, on the sidelines uh, and you know uh, we think this would work for our experiment to to do for the next 6 months we are going to require about 10 15 lakhs uh, we'd like to you know 
uh, we'd like you to to support us with that investment. Now, at that point of time, also it is possible to raise capital, but who you would raise capital at what stage will be different. Uh, you know, at a at a concept stage when you've got really nothing but an I at a concept, a relevant individual who's got a strategic interest or a, a, a you know emotional interest in that particular thing may be a, a good candidate. It could be a family and friends. It could be individual angel investors who you know have an interest in that area, etc. And they are doing it more as an individual investment or maybe three or four people co-investing as, as a thing saying, look, let me take an early bet on this company. The moment you go beyond that stage and we you have an MVP, you have a pilot, you have a little more of data, etc. Then you can go to slightly more... Uh, uh, then you can go to people who will be slightly disconnected uh, from you in, in, in that sense and therefore maybe looking at it purely from an investment worthiness point of view. That's the time angel investor groups or forums like ApplyFi, etc. Would, would come into play. Now, unfortunately, in the country today, most angel groups uh, are not equipped to deal with lower amount of capital needs. Uh, so if you require 25 lakhs to a crore or so, that's pretty much a, a dry area. And that's a, an area where we believe uh, companies like an Applyify and others who might attempt to do that will be uh, will have to play a role within that. Where we create the, the mechanisms for individuals to co-invest smaller sums into companies that are raising smaller amount of capital. And when we when companies that get funded and progress from here onwards, and then now seek the 3 crore, 4 crore, 5 crore or higher investment. That is when they will be able to progress to angel investor groups or, in, or institutional investors. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, Applify is one of the groups where you can get uh, funding for such uh, low amounts. Uh, this is for our listeners. Well, that's what our uh, focus is in incidentally. It's not just about uh, can get. This is This is what we want to do, actually. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, can you tell us uh, about your worst entrepreneurial moment and how did you turn it around and the lessons you learned from that experience? I'm sure you've told you you answered this many times, so I'm sure it's at the top of your head. You know, shouldn't be shouldn't be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, see, because you go through ups and downs. On you know, you you, you go an entrepreneurial journey is the. Is, is a journey of just uh, you know continuous ups and downs and uh, it is not about having businesses that don't have risks a, a good entrepreneur is one uh, it is 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 one who's able to identify what possible challenges and roadblocks there will be and there will be many but the, the, the your role as an entrepreneur is to be able to identify as many as possible and be better prepared to deal with those roadblocks and therefore mentors, advisors, etc. become very critical because the more perspectives you have on the challenges will be good. So, you know, uh, I've had some entrepreneurial failures in the past, some companies, you know, that we created, we we thought would, would be game changers, etc. This didn't work out the way we had expected to. Uh, either it was too early with the market or the product was not right or we didn't execute it well or there could be several reasons. Now, all of those on hindsight, you will be able to, you know, sort of identify, this is not what, I mean, we made this mistake, etc. But when you are in that journey, sometimes you fail to see uh, uh, 
especially first time entrepreneurs you fail to see the challenges that lie ahead and that's why i i think you know the advice that my mentor had given me earlier five days work in the business one day work on that business is very very uh, useful to to remember because the moment you are thinking about your business and not about what's needed to be done today and tomorrow you will be able to think of more problems and challenges so uh, what would you say is the uh, one of the most common causes of failed startups and what would be your recommendation in order to mitigate this uh, i know there are several causes why a startup can fail but uh, in your experience in your opinion what is one of the leading causes of uh, failed startups and what can be done i i think one of the leading factors uh, as i see or not just for failures for but people struggling and therefore taking a lot longer to get on to a level where they could have got on is their uh, lack of understanding of the complexity of taking a product into that market uh, there is a lot lot of you know moving parts in a business and uh, entrepreneurs uh, have to understand the various dynamics of all of those and how they correlate to each other to be able to put that up often uh, people who have especially first time entrepreneurs who had no experience of working in industry typically don't understand the complexity of what it takes to build a business and what i tell entrepreneurs is like you know the reason why entrepreneurship or you know doing any business is hard is because to get uh, to become successful 20 things have to work right and together in a in a you know in a in a nicely connected manner but for business to fail one of those 20 things has to break and your business could you know uh, uh, could be severely challenged so you know the uh, pricing product ui ux uh, processes technology people positioning uh, communication outreach program media plan funding needs cash flow all of that you know all of those are aspects about this and i'm oversimplifying it so you can imagine but you know there are there are several areas that will need to be looked at to make sure that the business uh, that your startup is in is successful and even one of them goes wrong everything else can you know sort of have kind uh, uh, of fall apart if you get your pricing wrong no matter how good your product is no matter how good your communication is no matter how your processes are that won't work if everything else is right but your processes of say customer support are not very well defined and they keep on faltering you will have challenges in in getting you know repeat orders from the same customers and so on and so forth while everything may be good if your ui ux is not really good so it's a question of making sure that everything is coordinated and in, is in sync with each other uh, to be able to do that and that's the biggest uh, you know sort of uh, reason for failure that i see uh, of not being prepared enough to understand the complexity of doing business okay so so maybe a, a good advice would be to kind of dive in and understand about uh, things in a market before uh, before you actually uh, get into the market because i have i've heard stories of uh, uh, i'm not sure if if it was uber but somebody wanted to start a cab business and uh, what he did was he spent a couple of years uh, this was obviously in the us he, he spent a couple of years driving a cab to understand the ins and outs of the business and then he took the first step 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you know the couple of years of driving a cab would help in in a business like Uber because you know, of course, it helps. I mean, understanding each and every aspect about the business helps. It's like you know, no better uh, learning than going onto the shop floor. But the point that I'm also making is that beyond the product is the entire you know thing of building a business. So you know, for example. a core component of uber's business is about the pr is about the pr that they are able to generate in in, in the market the core component is also being able to you know so because the market doing a marketplace is hard right with the chicken and egg thing they have cracked how to crack that chicken and egg egg, egg situation uh, their ability to you know sort of handle and deal with policy and and the challenges that they get in a in a in a manner all of those are components that are uh, that are helping build uber as a company not just the you know high quality app that uh, are understanding how drivers react to it and and how consumers react to it okay excellent um, i just have a few more questions now can you recommend any books or resources for our budding entrepreneurs yeah you know there are several books i i i don't recall offhand but uh, a number of books that have been written by uh, subroto bakchi i thought were extremely uh, uh, insightful and helping especially in the indian context uh, uh, getting entrepreneurs to uh, think about how to build a business uh, including things like value system and other things that uh, subroto very uh, uh, you know elegantly talks about uh he brings a tremendous amount of uh, knowledge insights and perspective uh into in doing that and i you know i i keep on referring to some of his writings as a uh, in my but there are several you know uh, books but in addition to books i think it's important to look at uh, you know things that are you know in in, in on, on the industry perspective uh forums like your story inc 42 and some of the you know the uh, vc circle etc online platforms like those are excellent uh, to read even if it is not related to your business look at who's got funded why they have got funded who succeeded who's failed who's doing what and so on and so forth and try to understand uh, from successful companies what they are doing to be successful uh looking at the websites of some of the successful companies looking at the team structures looking at you know how they have built their uh, uh you know overall business etc could be very interesting uh going to startup forums and just interacting people not necessary to listen to this particular thing or that particular thing but networking with people etc etc are extremely important and especially in the indian context uh, the ability to have conversations and sell to people is something that we uh, uh, we don't really get taught uh, that much in schools and therefore it's important to be able to you know sort of go to forums etc where uh, you will be forced to engage and interact with uh, individuals okay excellent uh, project uh, now have you <clears throat> turned down any startup that later on went to become big and um, is there a lesson to be learned from from that kind of experience uh, you don't need to get into specifics but uh, we could just talk about uh, no i i think you know see the nature of the game is that you will never be able to know what will succeed and what will fail 
much as there are number of companies that you believe uh, will be successful that eventually don't get to be successful for a, for a variety of reasons not just because the concept was not right and so on and so forth but for vera and there are several uh, companies that you think may not necessarily or you feel that the entrepreneurs just didn't have it in them to take it and they prove you wrong to go out and build if not a very large business but a reasonably healthy business that they are happy happy doing but my approach is slightly different uh, i never turned down anybody uh, to uh, you know on so my the, even if you look at uh, applyify the way it is done is we provide very actionable insights to people in our report so even if somebody gets a very bad scorecard that bad scorecard will have uh, uh, suggestions recommendations and specifics in terms of where we believe that that team is weak that allows the person to go back and adjust and and, and create something uh, uh, new now the reason why i do this is because i i believe that any person who's applying uh, for anything whether it's funding or mentoring is because that person has an aspiration to be an entrepreneur his current plan and his current concept etc may be very weak or it may be completely stupid as well but it doesn't matter what i try to do is see how i can build on the aspiration that that person has and what is it that i might be able to do to uh, to support that person in, in whichever way i can okay excellent so so that leads me nicely to my next question so uh, which is uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you and are you available for mentorship to if if any of our any of our listeners are 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 keen on something like that so you know uh, uh, all my social media platforms etc you know are 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 accessible we've got the you know uh, the facebook pages of applyfy and the hub for startups both of which are connected uh, i'm there on 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 twitter and my a lot of people just write to me using the mail id uh, startup at applyfy.com and that's the one that i that they can get into on mentoring yes i do spend a lot of time uh, mentoring startups i keep a uh, two or three days in a month uh, free for uh, mentoring and meeting with early stage startups that uh, probably need the advice to guide them on why i think there are certain challenges that they may have overlooked in their business and uh, yeah i sometimes do that over skype calls or phone calls and sometimes in person if that person happens to be in in, in delhi so okay. typically you know one thursday in a week i would i would carve out and say 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock i'll sit and i'll probably meet 8 10 people on a on a trot okay okay excellent so people can reach out to you via social media or email you and if there is something that catches your eye uh, then uh, they can expect yeah, but the best way to to get in touch with me is to actually first create the profile on on applyfy because the profile creation itself because of the number of questions that we ask there it forces the entrepreneur to think about various aspects about the business and that scorecard then becomes a good conver- good you know a uh, 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 reference point for more specific conversation and therefore it adds more value to the entrepreneur and to the conversation okay excellent so uh, i was just about to ask that uh, is there a minimum criteria in order to apply for uh, apply if i but i guess not right anybody at any no, stage it's can not, apply, right? yeah anybody at any stage can uh, go. i mean uh, at a growth stage because the dynamics of a growth stage business are different it's not relevant apply for is not relevant for company that are seeking say series a and series b 
but when you're looking for your first you know when when you are from a concept that has been well thought through not just an idea that saying oh i think let this might work let me go and you know sort of see what happens when you have well thought through about the concept and are determined to do it from that stage onwards to say getting your first uh, round of capital outside your family and friends that's the stage that we would uh, typically be able to add value to a startup staking okay excellent so i just have one final question uh, but before i move on to that question i just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners and i'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into the world by means of your startup uh, ecosystem company uh, so with that we'll move on to the final question thank you ram yeah my pleasure absolutely if uh, there is one gyan that you could give our would be founders what would that be think large think think global uh, we have the opportunity to to build large companies uh, in certain businesses in fact in, in, in a lot in a lot of businesses thinking smaller is uh, uh, is not even practical and feasible to survive so it's important to you, for you to have a larger vision uh, let not your current experience be the limiting factor for you to think in terms of how large the business can go there is an ecosystem and a supportive environment that can support you through funding capital mentoring and other you know resources that you may require uh, go after concepts that are addressing large uh, issues think of the, the ways in which you will be able to build a strong business and the key takeaway that i would leave behind which is what i keep on repeating often to entrepreneurs is that a product and a business around that product are two different things while a great product is an interesting uh, starting point it is not a sufficient condition for success of a business think very very hard about the various aspects that you would need to 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 do to build a strong business around that product and uh, uh, you know ensure that the execution around all those aspects is very strong and very neat excellent thank you so much uh, for your time and it was a real pleasure chatting with you and wish you all the very continued success in your future thank you very much pleasure there you have it folks another great show featuring another great startup and founder i do hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did in putting it together don't forget to check out www.foundersgyan.com/ep15 for the show notes as well as applify.com that is a p p l y i f i.com if you are an early stage startup wanting to raise capital if you like this episode do share it via the nifty share icons or share the show notes url i'll see you all next week with another great startup and founder in the meantime you do know what the show was meant to do so i hope you got inspired and do take action today thanks again for tuning in